0: It's time to grow yo what's up this is your boy joey burnham and this is your boy fred freeze it's fred frio yes this is rio everything's grande nothing is petito and this is another episode of the grown ass man hip-hop show hey man this is hilarious I, I i i just got through talking to burnham about this this is killing me right here kanye west hosted and no, he was the creative director of the Pornhub Awards. God bless the soul of Pornhub. They're doing it. They're doing things out here. They've been making political statements. They've been doing all kinds of stuff. Now they got Kanye West. I prefer X
1: and Yes. But Pornhub porn isn't bad at all. See,
0: this Almost man said is a porn connoisseur. Herb.
1: I, I like a porn herb.
0: Yes, he's a connoisseur.
1: I, you know what I want to be, but... I would have to give that to Jonathan Crane. The absent Jonathan Crane is way more of a connoisseur. He's a legend. He's a legend when it comes to that Le- porn legend. game. That nigga knows the players of the porn game. That nigga probably got tops cards of, <laughs> of porno stars and shit. That's what I'm talking about. That nigga's a connoisseur and collector of porn. But yeah, Kanye West. That's, <laughs> was, that's hurtful, sir. It was the <laughs> going back to Kanye. This nigga, Kanye, on some other shit. So he was the creative director of the first annual
0: PornHub Awards. Yes, yes. And and I don't know if it's the first annual because you know PornHub they, they they may have been around doing this for a while. I had to okay. research and see how. Yeah, long. probably so. Because you know they don't play games. There's a lot of these porno awards. It just there. sounded regal to say that. But, yes. But go ahead. Uh, and then everybody thought it was crazy until he actually said live in 15 minutes, and it then boom, there he was. And he uh, designed the sets and uh, futuristic clothing for the people that came out there. Uh, it almost probably crashed the internet because people were looking at it even more than usual because Kanye was associated with it. He came with an all star lineup of people performing from Tiana Taylor. That's Dick, big. Yes. Uh, Young Ma, Black Bear, and Donna Dentana.
1: Young and May, That's D- that's big. Then Tata. Then ta-
0: I want to see them ta Exactly. Now, what this also spawned was a video with Little Pump, where he's in that square suits. Uh, those I square suits. Seen that video? I just I kept
1: seeing that shit scroll up on YouTube, but I kept going past. It just it. seems like some
0: see meme shit. I listened to the song, and it's basically it reminds me of how do you put it? Like something that he would have did on Cruel Summer. Fuck that. Who won the best anal award? Now, see, I did, haven't studied the show.
1: Uh, best going, anal.
0: We need somebody in here checking. So I should have.
1: That's what we should have did. We should have watched the goddamn show, man. We're watching this for research. Don't nobody need to bother us while we're watching this for research. The the fucking categories that they have: best blowjob, best anal, best threesome, yes. best interracial gangbang. Yeah. Yes. And these motherfuckers come out to the stage. I just want to thank God for this award. Yes. And. All my fans like, bitch, you got the nerve to thank God after all them dicks and yeah. after all them niggas to spit-roasted your motherfucking ass. <laughs> and you come out acting like you a goddamn Heather Locklear or some yes. shit getting some this. prestigious award. It's such a great moment. You won the award for being the biggest slut. What? They're,
0: s- they're sex athletes. But really they are.
1: They I'm are. talking that it's porn like star you, shit. But yeah, they are you, sexual they're sex, athletes. They're
0: sexual athletes. They have to be prepared. It takes stamina. It takes stamina. Yes. And you take uh, a and, and thank goodness for the stunt men.
1: Yes, the stunt
0: costs. Yes, they <laughs> they have to come in to keep the set going. They gotta come in to keep the set. I didn't that, know that doubles.
1: I didn't know that on the set they have a fluffer. There you go. They got a bitch off camera just sucking random dick or sucking the performance dicks to to keep him right. Yes. Off camera. Yes. So it's like, alright, take five, everybody. So this motherfucker will go eat his lunch. Get his dicks up, all right, action! He's had his
0: dick sucked enough. He's primed up to go. Yeah, I'm like, damn! Get in here, get 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 in here! Shit, like we're trying to get what we can get here. We gotta go for like five hours.
1: Shit, yeah. I bet it'd be hard to be a porn star. We wasn't even trying to go this direction, but I bet it'd be no pun intended.
0: Yes, I yes. bet it'd
1: be difficult to be a porn star because uh, what the fuck am I talking? about? That's the best job In the fucking world That'd be one of the best Easiest
0: jobs in the world What the fuck am I talking about Hey Look everything becomes a job After you do it By five yeah. times At that point You'll be That's really
1: it. where I was going
0: Yeah cause you gotta think about it. It, it That's something that could Really make you just hate something You just turn around Can you imagine that and Then the average, the average chick Just walks up and be like She's ready to go And you're just like It's like a day at the office It's man. like a day at the office Yeah it's like a day at the office
1: Then most of them niggas They dicks be doped up And if they ain't doped up or needled up or drugged up, they can't get it up? Yep. I don't know. That's that's... porn. I I would try porn for a a limited time. Athletic. I would try porn for a limited time, but I wouldn't do it, like, forever. It's like, man, let me just fuck a couple bad bitches, get paid, and get out. But dedicating your life to that shit? Damn, that, that... This sounds crazy for a nigga to say, but it sounds like it would be a little bit too strenuous and stressful and I, this, to be
0: a, a lifer in the porn industry. Hey, that, I told you it's an athletic endeavor.
1: Would it though? I feel like I shouldn't be saying that. I feel like fucking bad bitches are getting paid. I feel like that's the ultimate dream. Am I being too cerebral?
0: No, I, I think anything that you do past a certain point becomes a job. I think a lot of people figure that out. After a while, because it all sounds good until you got to make sure everybody's been tested and got their STD tests, and you know, and then you gotta, you know, and you're constantly. If you remember that uh, movie, She Hate Me, uh, by um, Spike Anthony Mackey, was in that? I'm Ain't that sure. his name? Yeah, I, I think, think so. that's his
1: name. He played in uh, the uh, the Avengers movies, the, yeah. the flying son yeah, of a yeah, bitch. Yeah, that's it. The, yeah so uh, I think so, he played Tupac in the Biggie movie, too.
0: Yes, he spiked basically, he is. um I don't see him as Tupac. But anyway, um, but. no, nah.
1: You remember it though, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, he ain't do good as Tupac. It I ain't did, his I fault. Did, I, ain't did, his
0: I didn't fault. expect it. But yeah, in that movie, She Hate Me, he was like basically being a surrogate, a sperm donor, and he was going around basically. Like energy drinks. Yeah, energy drinks and Viagra. And like this dude was having to go in and just go to work. Like it was just like, he was just showing up and just having to just go to work. Like this man was just drained. He, you could see the soul out of this man. There was nothing <laughs> left.
1: <sighs> exactly. More pussy. No, I it's death by anymore. snoo snoo. Death by snoo snoo.
0: Like you know, if you ever, if anybody knows anything, the beast by,
1: with a billion backs.
0: Yes. Uh, Futurama. That's what that is. Yes, sir. Now on, back on the Kanye situation. Back to Kanye. I, I'm we'll we talking tra- about
1: the porn or the video.
0: Well, the video, because, you know, the porn is, a, ama- you know, the fact that he did this, he made reference to it in Beautiful Life uh, from his uh, Dark Beautiful Family, uh, Dark fantasy, Beautiful Fantasy dark, album. Ain't it twisted? You know, because he made some porn er- references, because, you yeah, know, he was talking and about fantasy, Dark Twisted Fantasy, right? Dark Twisted Fantasy. Look at me. I'm destroying this album, name, Dark Twisted Fantasy. He's already done that himself. Yes, he has. But he made references to things in the porn industry and he's done that several times
1: that album wasn't bad though. Yeah,
0: yeah that was that was one of his better albums as far as just when you go over to the mainstream side it, uh, when you go backwards of course you're getting into the more hip hop hip hop side yeah. cause he came in uh, bringing what was backpacker with uh, drop, college dropout he, uh, mainstream backpack style even to the point where he was wearing backpacks and you had a bunch of poser people wearing backpacks and they didn't even know why they were wearing backpacks uh, so they didn't quite get the reference but and now here we are you know he's referenced porn in several different songs and just talked about racism in porn and just how you know people are treated so it's kind of fitting that now here he is you know what i'm saying uh doing this and he does avant-garde stuff this lets you know i think when you look at this video from him doing this and you look at this video it's like kanye is trying to be a clown he's he's he was a clout lord before. And a clout lord is like... Or a clout chaser. A clout chaser. Uh, he got some clout, though. Let me see But he me. has clout. He but is, I'm saying he but he's playing clout. that game now. See what I'm saying? And, I, and it's not that he needs to play that game, but I think he's playing that game out of the sense of this is how you communicate with kids now. Because kids are used to everybody playing the clout game yep. and doing these weird little clout things. So it's not like Kanye needs it because he's Kanye. But, you know, everything from that last stunt that he just pulled... Like with the "Make America Great Again" hat, now then yeah. he came out crying about it, talking about he's sorry if he offended anybody. Then he goes straight from that to the porn awards, and with little in the video with little pump. Um, yeah, it's like uh, a horrible train
1: wreck, it. but you just can't stop looking at
0: it. Well, and I think it's it's almost like he knows how to orchestrate, and he knows how to do that. He's he knows a, he's how an to orchestrate.
1: orchestrated train wreck. Yeah, like that motherfucker knows the controversy. He and knows what he's doing. Because
0: you got to think about it. He's been doing that for a long time. And right before he drops a project, or right when a project is. Hot or whatever he's doing, he he does something to he's keep gonna, the media talking about Kanye. Yeah,
1: he's gonna scream for some attention some way
0: or another. Exactly. Get he get gets it. He gets. He gets it. And we end up talking about it. So here we are. And the video, like I said, it reminds not the video in itself, but the song reminds me of something that would have been on Cruel Summer, like because it has that kind of uh that bouncy club thing to it. Uh, that the the the, the modern Trappish minimalist sound. When I say bouncy club thing, I mean that minimalist trap sound where it's like you know basically more drum and bass mm-hmm. and then you know they're just kind of you know going in rapping and of course it's uh, um, you know filthy lyrics all this other good stuff and it goes straight on with um, what's going on with the porn awards so it's kind of mm-hmm. played beautifully for the porn awards so this guy that's what the context of this song is a lot of people were saying not safe for work and all this other stuff. I'm like, of course not safe for work. I'm like, do you play this on a loudspeaker at work? I yeah. saw that several times when I was looking at it online. and I thought it was bizarre. Now, I also read somewhere that Kanye West and Jay Z are supposed to do another Watch the Throne. That'll be. I hope that'll be dope. Yes. Yeah, so they're supposed to be doing another Watch the Throne. Um, yeah, I heard about Watch the Throne too a couple of years ago. Well, you know. Supposedly they reconciled now, post all of this mayhem, and maybe it'll get somewhere. Cause I know that Nas is going to do another album,
1: with e Swiss though, Beats,
0: right? I'm hearing. Yeah. With, oh God. See, i didn't that's hear what I Swiss heard. Beats.
1: I heard he's supposed to be doing one with Swiss Beats.
0: And see, that I'm,
1: may just be a rumor. I could be. See, just passing bullshit along. But that's what I heard.
0: It's not that I don't think Swiss Beats could do. Just um, do a fucking album with
1: Premiere and get it over That's what I'm trying with. to say.
0: It's not that I don't think Swiss Beats could do this type of thing, yes. but Swiss Beats' cup of tea is still more like club music. He does more of those up-tempo club songs.
1: I, I respect what that nigga do, and he is a good producer. But some of his most popular beats sound so noisy and repetitive.
0: Yes, because he's I'm a just, club dude. I'm just going to keep going to 100. He does, a, he does a hip... He does a... Like, I hate to say it. Well, it's hip-hop... But he does a uh, New York club sound. That's what he does. He does minimal, like some. In his early stages, he was real minimalist. Like then you move forward, he started getting kind of more busy with it. Like you were saying, and he gets all, you know, try to get hype, you know, hyper with it. You know what I'm saying? Because didn't he do like uh, Pop Champagne? I know he did that whole uh, thing with Slaughterhouse. Like, like you ain't your money, never had money, and throw it away and throw it away. That song,
1: very clubby. That's I like that clubby. beat. Yeah, I'm not saying that he doesn't have beats that are dope. Yeah, because he got a lot of dope ass beats, but the worst of him is very noisy and cluttered and muddy. Yeah, it just sounds like a whole lot of sounds thrown on the track. And and he kind of the best the best of Swiss beats, shit is the slaughterhouse song you're talking about, which is exactly what you said, New York club. I think it's even got Fat Man Scoop on
0: it. I see Ain't nothing's more New York Club Than Fat Man School Nothing's more New York Club Than Fat Man School Fat Man School Timberland Yeah that's the first Timberland, Thing I think of That's Timberland. the first thing I think of That was a dope That was exactly. dope Exactly That was dope yeah, that, that was it right there um, Money
1: Cash Holes Was
0: dope Yes so, I, Like I told you I like the way He kind of handled Like Jay Z handled People like me On that song Yeah 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 So um, But at the end Of the day I wish he would Get some With somebody else But Kanye But he was saying That we I could be wrong Kanye, well I'm You know But he said Working with Kanye Was odd right To him So nah I said that uh, So I don't know What he meant by that But he's just said Being in Wyoming and, and just Out on that compound And he said It was just strange Who's in Wyoming? Kanye Why? He's Kanye He's been doing A lot of stuff Cause Like a lot of rich Like powerful Men and stuff Have been moving To Wyoming Doomsday prep People pay attention to destroying Everything else And they're moving To these nowhere places they got their compounds. Uh, it's it's some serious stuff. Put on your ten four hats with me, but it's
1: That's real though. Shit. That's
0: some real shit though. So they have been moving. I mean, you got people like Dick Cheney and everybody out there in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So they're out there. They get a lot of land. You know, have their own little compound. Bunga bunga parties for days. Damn, I'm See, jealous. That's what I'm saying. They're doing it all, man.
1: Bunga bunga island.
0: <laughs> hey, hey hey, I'm jealous and another crazy thing speaking and we're just jumping around guys but i think i we've covered everything here with the whole the kanye video uh, i wanted to segue into a situation with Nas before we got into the meat of our show uh but kanye like again you know that that, that video to me felt cloudish like i said it's a more part of his big watch. clout a part of his big clout movement what's the
1: name of the song again
0: uh i love it I love it. Yeah, featuring
1: little pump. Yes, little oh, pump. But my bad little pump cuz everything is spelled L I L. Yes, little pump. Little pump.
0: Yeah, he's a little pump man. Um uh,
1: now who now I get I get little pump confused with the little oozies and the little Well, little pump is white. He's a white guy. Yeah, he's a white guy. Okay. What, whatever. Yes, yeah, so his hair got colors and shit in it, right? Well,
0: no, that's you're thinking about uh six, nine see I don't know nothing about these niggas Takashi, I don't know nothing yeah. about these niggas and they Kanye did, they did Fifi with uh which is a, a prison term for something that they make it yeah um that's what I heard well, that, that Fifi that, was beating your dick in prison well that and they actually make a oh, homemade um, uh a pocket pussy yes they make one of those uh there's also
1: they make it out of garbage bags cheese doodles and whipped
0: cream Oh my god <laughs> And <laughs> you, you can... never And you never Once you've had Fifi You never go back to human Once you've had Fifi And then But then There's also a slang term That's also for like uh, Your Girlfriend Or female friend Or whatever But it's kind of stupid It's like you got them two You got like Fifi. The prison one And you got the Street The the kind of Suburban one Suburban slang supposedly.
1: Well I'll slick I'll stick to the Suburban slang. Yes. Because I have nothing to do and don't want to yeah, have I mean, anything to do, to do with a prison. prison. Not at all. Yes. So, Kanye West, Pornhub host.
0: Yes. And creative director. Creative director. He he, he even put the suits on the people. He, he even created suits.
1: the bronze penis that they would be awarded with, I bet. I don't I know. Mean, I'm making that, some shit. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and he, and, and it was made of diamonds. Of here to present Asa Akira with the bronze penis it's Mr Kanye West himself do you have any words before I you hand her the award
0: <laughs> banga banga yes that's it <laughs> but this this guy like i said he plays the media he ain't no telling what he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff for the media that's all i got to say about kanye mm. all this stuff cuz people are online uh they're talking crazy about his outfit in that video and all this other stuff. And I'm like, don't forget that missing them was wearing trash bags and stuff like that back in the day. So this stuff is pretty common in videos. Uh, but what I see from Kanye is he does stuff to play. He knows what he's doing now. He knows this, like, the music that he's dealing with now has such a short memory span that he knows he's got to go ahead and take some air out of the room if he's going to do stuff and he can't just release so he's doing that. He's he's being the total clout entertainer of the moment. Not saying that he has to, cause he doesn't, but that's what he's doing. And a lot of people are falling for it. Me myself, I just find some humor in it. The fact that he's doing stuff like hosting porn awards. Yeah, that. Like nigga, after after the other breakdown he just had, you just like, man, Kanye. I'm just gonna let you go. Do you?
1: Yeah, Kanye. He's real good at appealing to the lowest common denominator. I hate to say that. I don't mean that in any disrespectful terms. But as artistic and as far out there as he can be, yep. he does a really good job at being down-to-earth music. Unfortunately for me, that means he deals with the little pumps and the whacker artists of the world. I don't wanna hear it. I don't need to hear it. But I respect the fact that he can come outside of his come outside of himself and say, Lil Pump, let's do a song together new up and coming guy let's do a song together designer come fuck with me and my label like he will reach out and to he, the younger rappers and, and that's what keeps his music relevant and young and he it actually brings something out of him it, and he brings something out of him it doesn't yeah. always make his music good I think he sacrifices his music doing that shit sometimes um but it keeps him young and relevant when he has like a chance to rapper That's a good young crowd reach. Yeah. You know, that's a good reach for the younger listeners. When you have a chance or a more lyrically inclined person. And and you know, I'm an MC, so of course I'm gonna lean toward a chance more than a little pump. But in terms of money, let me just be fair. In terms of money, Lil' Pump, as much as I don't fuck with that type of music, financially, that's a good look for Kanye. It's a good look. Like I said a few minutes ago, he's reaching toward that lowest common denominator, and, and, and little pump brings in so many fucking people.
0: And one thing I would actually say is Kanye actually handles music like music like a medium. So basically, when he brings in these artists, I don't even know does he bring them in as much as to um, say clout chase the new younger generation, but to curate sound. Cause he actually goes through the process where he treats everything like an art and it is. So basically what he does is he comes in and he, he, he finds some interest, like say in the sound of trap for a moment. So he'll start to experiment and kind of make his own version of what that trap is. And then he'll build a whole buildup around it. Like this song, love it. Right. It's a really raunchy song about, you know, like, you know, messing, you know, you calling the girl that's, you know, you and her just whatever, and she's talking filthy to you, and you just love it, and all this other crap, and you know, you all all the crazy stuff y'all do, so he's doing that in the context of being at- uh, Yeah, as a porn, at the porn, uh, uh what you call it, with all oh. these unusual statues and stuff, Pornhub um, Awards, with all those unusual statues, he's putting all that in context, and that's what Kanye has always done, because when you think about it, even that last album, um, right before See Ghost with Cudi, all of that, the topics on that album ended up dealing with what he came out and did with the whole Make America Great Again hat and stuff. He basically tied in like I'm having some issues mentally. And like he creates and I'm his struggling. world and raps about it. Exactly. He creates his narrative, Or wherever his world, he is, he raps about it. Because like 808s and Heartbreaks was, you know, death of my mother, loss of my, I've just left my, the girl that I loved all this life. And all this I mean all, all my life And He creates the train wreck Exactly and He And makes this, music about yeah. it And that's it And he creates the music And Yeah There goes the train wreck after And then you And you look at What and was happening When uh He was actually doing uh What was that uh the first experimental album that he did there the 808s and Heartbreaks not 808s after 808s the one that it really caught 808s up. wasn't experimental it's experimental because it was it was taking the T-Pain sing songy to me that's the first so, experimental that what, that's true it. that is the first experimental but what was the one where everybody had a um, black skin was. head on it and what's not the name of that Jesus. Jesus. okay when you look at Yeezus that was after 808s yeah. mm-hmm. I
1: thought it was something in between that. There. No, there is um, stuff in between my black
0: my, that, my black, yeah. dark twisted fantasy. Was yeah, the, that was, was in, between those in between. Those that. And the thing is, when you saw, basically, my dark twisted fantasy was when he was still, uh before he had married Kim Kardashian. I think hadn't he not married Kim Kardashian yet, and he was still dating Amber Rose. I don't fucking know. Well, anyway, it's somewhere in the middle of that. He. I'd was, like
1: to fuck both of those so,
0: Well Bunga bunga. Bunga bunga. And he was out there uh, basically getting drunk at the MTV Music Awards, getting thrown out with Amber Rose. Then he comes back and s- does this album, My Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is kind of covering this, oh my God, like this, the music industry got me going crazy and this is what's going on. And, you know, you got all these heavy songs about that stuff. And that, like I said, that's where he uh, really lays into porn a little bit, talking about the racism that's in the porn industry. He got gotten to know, uh, like some porn actors and all this other stuff. And that was one thing. Then he moved forward and he got to Jesus and he started showing another side of himself. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And started being even more experimental and he was getting with the glitch hop. That's glitch hop. That's vaporwave. That's uh, all these like cutting edge sounds. Notice that Dr. Dre used a lot of those sounds on Compton. When you go look. He kept, but Dr. Dre did it in a way that still made it malleable for the average listener, mm-hmm. so that you won't get thrown off. Because when you're listening to that glitch hop sound, and you know you're listening to that kind of fading away melty t- technical beats, um, you have to kind of you're either going to be discordant or you're going to make it melodic. Like LP, who I always felt like Kanye should have went and got, but I don't think LP would work with him. Well, he probably would. Like, what am I saying? I can't put words in LP's mouth. He probably would, cause it's check. But mm, yeah, I don't. Right. But he, I don't know how many games he's gonna play. Cause LP's a straight up dude. He don't really play these games. Mm-hmm. So, Kanye from what West I've ta- is yeah, exactly. A game player. Exactly. I don't. I don't think so, Kanye
1: West is a game player as much as he is fucking crazy.
0: Possibly. <laughs> uh, but I think that always, if he would have got LP, I think he would have been able to do some interesting production with him. As well, because he had been using those melty beats for a long time. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is to set that up. Kanye has been doing that with everybody. Like he, when he gets into a sound, he gets into a sound. When you saw Dark uh, Twist, not Dark Twisted Fantasy, but Cruel Summer, when he started uh, kind of leaning into that Southern trap sound, right while you had um, uh, what was that? Oh, the, the, the album with Jay Z. Watch the Throne. Yeah, Watch the Throne. Yeah. You notice how he opened that up with um, a ham. Yeah, and and how he, you know, then uh, of course later on down the line comes your stuff like your cruel summers and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and that's kind of like that's where he, so he was experimenting with trap there. You bring in two chains, you bring in whatever. So notice so, how he he touches everything. So you're saying
1: everything. everything that Kanye West does is conceptual, contextual.
0: Yeah. It has a theme. It's meaningful. It ties into each other. Yeah, it kind of because that's one thing when you sit down and listen to his catalog. I I would I would agree with you because yeah, I remember I was on vacation when Kids See Ghosts and all that other stuff came out. You can literally take Kids See Ghosts and his album and put it together and just listen to it as a straight album because it's just two little vignette like EPs, like seven songs. So you can put them both together and it's a straight album because they all run into each other and they're all dealing with like the fall like the mental like the struggles that people are having with mental illness and stuff like that and where he's been and what he struggled with and that's what that album is so it talks about where he is at that moment and you gotta think about the start of his career the start of his career college dropout so college dropout is talking about where he was when he got dropped out you know we kicked out of college or dropped out of college and decided to pursue this he gave you that story and a lot of people latched on to that because a lot of people felt that you see what I'm saying Then you You know You go on to Late registration you, you know He was showing you Where he was then And he was talking about stuff Like Not being respected, Looked at by Jay-Z And all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying He put all of this into it So Kanye always Puts a bit of himself Wherever he is Even in his mad, Even when he's going Through mental Stuff Like And I was about to say Even in, his, even in madness He will put that in there so he there's a method to the madness there's a method to the madness so I can see I follow a pattern with him yeah that's why I I said so when a lot of people that's why I was saying when all that stuff happened with that hat and everything I was more upset about the situation with him and Ryan Fest and Donde's house than even Adonda's house than I was about that that because I always felt like okay I think he's wrong for this and the slave comment and of course he came out and he said it but he said he, you know, he was you know, all crying. out and, and I knew that was going to be, the. I knew I knew we were going to end up here. I said, dude, this is like pro wrestling. I know how this is going to end. And everybody's like, oh, I'm like, no, 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 no. no. This is pro wrestling. This is how it's going to end. So now he's talking about running for president and doing all this other stuff. So this dude is either going to go down as a clout king or a sad artist. Or, or but he a clout will be, clown. Or a clout clown. But he is actually, he does good art. In the midst of his madness. In the midst of his madness. You so I cool. so I give him credit for his art, and I move along. Uh, now I was gonna say before I make this transfer into the many people that are coming for Eminem and about his because I need to talk to the battle rappers and the lyricists over here. Shit, you are a lyricist that. yourself? Shit, you know. I, but I I'm, I want to talk to like true lyrical bread and butters. I, I'm one of those odd experimentalists, probably right along with. Uh, uh, Tyler LP and, and Tyler LP. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with those guys. I'm, I'm gonna talk about the moon and cats, and I'm gonna scream at the moon with cats. But, uh, Nas, you seen that he uh pinned a letter responding to Khaleesi? Like, no, you know how they I haven't seen the that. rumor had been going around that I've been totally unplugged
1: lately, but well, I haven't seen I, it well. Much. I know you,
0: I know you, you, you've been out in the bunga bunga world, bunga bunga, bunga. but um. <clears throat> basically Nas released a letter or penned a letter kind of trying to clear his name and clear the air about giving his side of the situation with him and Khalees you know cause everybody Khalees said that you know Nas hit her um and you know they had a turbulent relationship and all this other stuff and of course you know everybody knows about the money she's you know filed for or has gotten out of him since and it's all, it's all been out there. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if, yes, I don't know if Nas has got tired and decided to speak out or say something. I don't know even what this really does for Nas, because it's always kind of like, when it's that type of situation, you don't know whether it's better to say something or whatever. But I know that Nas stepped forward and did that. And he's done that before another album and so on and so forth. Um, I really hate the fact that you know they're going through this like the whole back and forth, and that they was even in it to start with. But you know how it is. This is star, you know, stars being stars, being stars. And Nas has not been necessarily a sound picker when it comes to individuals yeah. like this. I mean, at one time there was supposed to be some hype of him and Nicki Minaj, but Nicki yep. said that they were just friends or something. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Yeah, I hope he smashed. I mean, come on, Nas. You work for Billy now. You got to smash. He works for who? He, I said he, he. I think he's worth uh, worth even more money now. So oh he, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That boy making sneak money.
0: Yes, he, that he had, boy Nas is doing shit. Wisely. Nas is doing wise.
1: shit that his caliber of rapper doesn't do. Like, lyrical minded niggas are usually not business savvy. Yeah,
0: but he he is. He did it like he invested in that app, but he did it. yeah he did it. so he he set in he set an a example and said it's an more mind. than rap,
1: it's more than lyrics it's a yeah, whole gotta, brand, it's a whole business. Yeah, you gotta now stack Jay-Z, business. on the other hand, as surprising as it is for Mr. Um, <clears throat> not the hustle to be doing what he is right now because I, I, I couldn't have seen what Jay-Z is doing right now when he first made. Um, reasonable doubt. Yeah, I couldn't have seen that in his future. But with that being said, it makes sense because he always rapped about hustling and making money. Yep, he was a backpack guy or or had backpack sensibilities because he came from. It. But when you think about who Jay Z is, yeah, he's the businessman. That's really always who he was. Yeah, the Jay Z that we know today and love. Yeah, you can see that coming from a mile away. But Nas, on the other hand, I wouldn't have seen him being a successful businessman at all. Just the type of rapper that he he is. Because, like I said, those conscious, super lyrical-minded guys usually don't cash in
0: like that. Yeah,
1: he's the exception, and I'm glad he's I'm glad he's the exception. That's yeah. that's that's a win for hip
0: hop. Exactly. So. Um, I, what I what else were you going out? to
1: mention? You were going to mention um, what else were you going to mention? You,
0: I wanted. To. Well, just pretty much that, that. Those were just two tidbits. It's, I know they've been long tidbits because we were laughing at the foreign Hub thing so hard. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, those were just two tidbits. I just was saying I hope everything works out with Nas, and I really didn't. I really feel like whoever handles his PR and whoever really handles, you know, has a, a they they should tell him that that I understand the need or the desire to get your side of the story out there. But there has to be a better way. And there needs to be a better way of doing it because the way and he sent the letters, when he the way he wrote the letters out is almost more confrontational and it increases the back and forth. You feel me? He even though it does sudden yeah. Even though he did, even though he did it, um, he did wasn't like belligerent or anything, but you know, he almost did it like in a confrontational way. Like and there's no other way really to do it. And so when you come out like that and you got somebody that says, Well, he hit me, okay, you know this is not going to go well for you. You know, saying anything right now and your silence might mean something, but you, it's like somebody got to figure out a better platform. Reasonable doubt. Yes. Burden of proof. Yes.
1: Um, staying silent, when I mean, you keep your mouth shut, you allow people to think and imagine but when you open your mouth you give more evidence Yeah, and you um, may incriminate yourself even if you don't come out and admit or say something specifically people can pick your words and use them against you so a lot of times it's very very wise to be smart and
0: shut the fuck up is that what you think you should That's, that's me that's me Because I, I just did not see a win in that Once I've been implicated in something like so that So just
1: ignore the whole situation and keep it
0: moving Exactly And just handle yourself behind the scenes What if and he would
1: have had a more apologetic letter? Is that the same? Is that like admitting fault?
0: Well, the only way I can see that Is if like, he had like a real interview you Remember how Kanye was like walking around so This goes back to the Kanye And they, uh, a gentleman uh, It was Charlamagne Tha God Actually interviewed him and kind of got to a, a real situation. If he had like an interview guy, not Vlad, not even Charlemagne, because they're like powder kegs. Um, but if you had somebody that was more of a interview subject, like a Torre's a Tim West, bitch Tor- ass. I don't know him or Tim Westwood or something. Man. I don't like Torrey's. So I don't, yeah, I, I don't know about that him, but. Tim Westwood or somebody like that that's actual hip hop somebody
1: who cares about the culture I'll tell you who. and we're talking about Sway right no we're talking about Sway Sway maybe Uh,
0: Nas
1: that's that's what I was thinking
0: Sway would be good that's what I was thinking Sway would actually be good Sway
1: interviewing Nas in like a walk down the street candid in a Barbara Walters type of interview yeah yeah Sway interviewing Nas that would be dope and
0: getting real yeah that shit would be dope as fuck Yes that would be dope So I think That would have been something That Could have worked To his advantage And if he just would have Kept it like Hey I made I, You know I made a lot of mistakes So on and so forth Yada 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 um, But of course They cut both ways And I understand I'm not gonna Be accusatory Without the other party Being here And I really don't wanna Do a back and forth I really just wanna Take care of my kids And I just wanna make sure Everything is kinda of You know, handle properly, and that's it. You know, just kind of leave it like that. You can talk about it a little bit, but I I wouldn't give them too much. Because the problem is with being a star, a lot of times you can give yourself too much of yourself. And there's a lot of little nasty details that go into our lives that people just don't really want to, you know, you don't need to air everything out. You know what I'm saying? You can air it out between the two of you. You need to really find some closure and some peace between the two yeah, of you. Yeah, motherfuckers don't want to see what goes on behind that curtain. Exactly. They just want
1: to see what's happening on and the stage.
0: Exactly. Please. So truth the truth to be told, the smart thing to do, if I'm your PR people, I'm like, just go out, you know, apologize, do whatever you're going to do with an interview like that. Uh, be sincere about it if that's sincerely what you want to do. But if you're going to do it like this It just looks like you're trying to save It's like you're trying to save brand Or save face You see what I'm saying And not be labeled this And that's going It looks a little too desperate You see what I'm saying I mean we people can feel where you're coming from If you feel like you're being slandered But sometimes you just got to say Okay this is almost par for the course Because of my status right now Yeah You know what I'm saying Yeah Because your status sometimes Puts you in a position where now If anybody says anything You got to let it play out Know, Cause if you step back forward again, and they just they're coming back at you a hundred times harder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. So that so,
1: yeah, it's best to keep your mouth shut sometimes. Yep. I haven't read the letter,
0: so yeah, you can check it out. It's not it's not like he's going where where, where, where did you check it out? It's online. And so you can look up Nas Nas letters. like yeah. it's on So I need to check that out so I can get a good
1: reference and feel for what's going on. But yeah, it sounds like from what you're saying, maybe he should have. uh Kept his mouth shut Or Or how about this Or maybe That's his life That's his ex-wife
0: I feel it. And the way he handles that Is his business And I not agree. ours I No I agree with that But I'm just saying As a person that just You know I just feel like his handlers And stuff I agree Me 100% I don't want to hear about None this, of this personally But Down to they got out In front of me But, but I'm just like I, I just really don't think You know if I If Dawes was my personal friend I would not Let my personal friend I would encourage, I can't stop him Because he's he's his own man, you see what I'm saying But I would encourage Him not to do that Because like we said, sometimes it's better to just be quiet in these matters because you can't I get a definite you. you can't get a definite win but i personally wouldn't want to see it i don't want to see none of this i just want to i just want to ask him why don't you just go get Premier to do your beats and stop playing stop playing or why don't you go game. get apollo brown or why don't you go get i can blame a, a billion uh guy thing eminem needs to do just static selector rat. yes
1: please please shit you cool with alchemist eminem go get some beats yeah,
0: exactly alchemist
1: even I, though I don't necessarily hear you on those type of beats, I'm pretty sure
0: y'all can come up with something. Oh, no, you'll come you up with something. You go get stooped to Enemy of Mankind right now from Jedi Mind Tricks. Green and gold. Do it.
1: But uh, that, that makes me think, piggybacking on what you just said. I wonder how hard is it to keep your anonymity? Oh, it's of very Of course, hard. the answer is you're ve- it's very hard. Yeah. But... I'm not a fucking celebrity, so I don't what? have to struggle with trying to keep my Marilyn secret Manson. life and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say this. I'll, I'll add to that by saying Nas, from what you're saying, Nas didn't have to put that letter out. Yeah, It he was did. his
0: choice. It was his choice.
1: But here's the thing. How much of Nas feels like... I have to put this letter out to save face. Isn't I have to put this letter out because I'm an artist and my life is no longer mine. My life is an art to be purchased and consumed like my albums are. When you're an artist, I would imagine once you lose your anonymity, you probably move into an area where you feel like everything you do is to be consumed and judged
0: That's not helping. by
1: the fans and the people that's not that's not healthy so i'm thinking that Nas didn't have to put this letter out but because he's an artist he was
0: probably feeling forced to do well i also feel like it's one of those situations where rappers because i was about to say something about marilyn manson but i'll say that but i feel the thing is that rappers are closer to the street or closer to the they're closer to their element and a lot of times that's why you see people end up in crazy things like fist fights or other type of situations that they shouldn't be in I think this is kind of a reflection of that I think like this is more of a Nas is personally sees himself being slandered and he doesn't want someone telling a story that without his side of the story in the story and he's trying to do that because I feel like I think Khalees or somebody was going back to well Khalees definitely was going back to court with another case or something that occurred there, and it's just like, especially he's just getting that fresh money, so, and I think things were getting kind of, like, heated, and that's what we got, you see what I'm saying, and I think that at this, in that in that instance, it would be a good idea if, like, if he had some people around him to say, wait a minute, Nas, you know what I'm saying, you know, yeah, it's you know, unfortunate, yeah, you, you may need, like, Jay-Z to come in and say, smart enough, Nas. Four albums in 10 years, nigga I can divide divide.
1: Yeah, classic With that being said, man We uh, wish Nas the best Him and his ex-wife And that whole Breakup, divorce shit is a motherfucker Oh, it is, it
0: is It puts a lot of strain on people hurts a lot Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know they will get through it. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And, and, I, and I'm still happy to see him like doing as well as he's doing money-wise and everything. And, and please too. I hope she does. I hope she raises the kids and they just get on with their life. Now. What else is on, on the agenda? Let's talk about the main event. What's the main event? Eminem. Oh, Mr. Eminem. And Mr. Machine Gun Kelly. And now Joe Budden. Eminem is in a take on all comers battle royale after we just reviewed Kamikaze. Some guys, they heard Kamikaze and they immediately responded. Now, Machine going I want get... to talk about Joe Button first. Yes, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. So I'm watching
1: the Joe Button podcast on Joe Button TV. Yes. Like everyone else did. And Joe Button has some choice words for Mr. Eminem. Yes. But what stood out to me Is He said For the last decade He has been better than Eminem And I would agree He also said stuff I didn't agree with Like Eminem hasn't had content in the last 10 years I disagree with that Yeah, Eminem has had lyrics and content to me that's not the question so when he says he's been better than Eminem for the last 10 years I would agree and the reason why I agree is if we throw lyrics out the window because that's not a discussion to me it's not a discussion to somebody else it may be and I respect that discussion Yeah. if someone else wanted to have that but in my opinion Eminem even though he's not as lyrically dope and proficient as he used to be Eminem is still a phenomenal fucking MC. So, is he better than Joe Button lyrically? Yes. Okay. That conversation is off the table. But is there any validity to what the fuck Joe Button said about being better than Eminem for the last 10 years? And I would say yes in the category of music itself. Lyrically, has he been better than Eminem? No. Maybe a tie at best, but I'm going to say no. No, he hasn't. But musically, yeah, man, I'm going to say that I'd rather listen to a mood music than any volume of mood music. I'd rather listen to that than anything Eminem has put out since 2004, with the exception of Recovery yeah. and the Marshall Mathers LP, 2 Hell, maybe even over Marshall Mathers LP, 2 I digress. But my point is, musically, Joe Button has been better to listen to and more
0: entertaining to listen to musically than Eminem what would you say I can honestly say that because basically Eminem has fallen to the formula to uh, the who the pop formula yes he has and, and his own production and he's been in a space where it seems like he's rapping to himself and he's still trying to we all know Eminem can rap we all know Eminem is a dope lyricist that is not a question And it's not a question. It's never been a question. And it seems like music that's in question. It's the music that's in question. It's it's his choice of like subject matter, how he's been kind of like caught up in this whole cycle of almost trying to prove himself. And like my issue with Eminem has always been the fact that he does the pop hooks like, you know, these weird, these high end poppy hooks. And he has these high end, cheesy pop beats many times if he's not handling the production itself, which is very like sparse tracks with like, which are great for MCs to rap over, but the problem is they they have a certain quality to them. Like I didn't like like Nice
1: Guy on Kamikaze. Yeah. That's the song, sounds like Mary, no, I was about to say Mary Poppins. I'm trying to say Betty Boop
0: whatever yeah. her name is yeah. it sounds
1: like Betty Boop is on the fucking hook I don't like that song and it's, it's a couple of songs on Kamikaze I don't like because they fall into that pop form- formula yeah um, going back to the Joe Button podcast one of his co-hosts mentioned the Rihanna song that Eminem did Um, love the way I love, way the way lie, love the Way You featuring Lie featuring Rihanna and <laughs> one of them made a joke saying Eminem did that song with Rihanna. The song blew up and he just said, fuck it. I'm going to just duplicate that song every album. I'm going to keep doing that song for the rest of my career. If it, it feels like that. It feels like yeah. Eminem found that pop lane. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to copy and paste and cookie cutter, create that same sound on every album. He did it less on Kamikaze, thumbs up, but those songs still snuck through when you hear shit like Nice Guy I think that's the name of it I could yeah. be wrong with that um, but what I'm saying is I said some shit I, I disagreed with but on that podcast he said a lot more things that I agree with and as an Eminem fan it made me cringe but I just had to sit down, calm myself and beat my dick as well Hey, hey, Professor Nasty. Bunga bunga. You can edit that out. Because it owes him money. You guys have got to work on that. Y'all got to. It may not be funny, but I beat my dick like Like it owes owes me me money. money.
0: Fuck it. Yes, exactly.
1: But anyway, anyway, edit that out. So, anyway, like I was saying, Joe Button podcast. When I was listening to the shit as an Eminem fan, it made me cringe, but. It's more shit that I agree with than disagree with. And I had to just face those harsh truths that Eminem is not as good as he used to be. Eminem is very formulaic. Joe Button has been a better music maker than Eminem. Even though the spirit of his comment, Joe Button was talking about he's been a better lyricist and music maker. Yeah. Joe Button was saying he's been better than Eminem overall. I disagree with that.
0: Yeah, see, yes.
1: He hasn't been better than Eminem lyrically. I feel he's just been better than Eminem music. Yeah. But I digress. In some shape, form, or fashion, yes, he has outdone Eminem. So I I agree with some shit that he said. Um, And it was hard to take as a fucking Eminem
0: fan, but it was real, man. It was real. And the key is, I guess, with Joe Budden, like, Joe Budden has to say that. Because Joe Budden comes from the school of battle. You know what I'm saying? So Eminem and yeah, Joe he has Button, to say he's better than yeah. Him. He's got you know he's got he, there's no way that he's gonna take a back seat. I can't see him taking a back seat to anybody. You know uh, well, he as ain't far been better than Eminem lyrically. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know that musically. Yeah, 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 musically because Joe Button that's his strength is actually putting together songs. Uh, Subject. And he says songs. that he says he's a content yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. He's a content guy, and that's been his thing. I think the one thing that's always crippled Joe is the fact that there's a thing called character. In, in, in hip hop, and if you don't have a character that people can gravitate toward, it's like who is your super persona? And See, Joe that's Budden, why I disagree with you. So
1: I disagree with you there because I think he has the character, he's just not a likable person. Well, take that same character yeah. and attach it to somebody that's likable, they'll be a little more successful. I don't know how much more, but well, it's what like, held him back. Is A lot of things held him back But one of the things That held him back Is not being a likable Fucking person But see He, he played that into his character And He played that into his character But he, it, he He took it too far Well no I can't say He took it too far Because you can never take Being yourself too far Yeah But It rubbed people the wrong way Yeah I'll say this That character Works better for media
0: Yeah Than it does rap rap yeah, yeah and then and i and i think it's just kind of like it's one of those characters that it's a how do you put it you got binary characters what what, what what
1: what do you think his character i know i keep interrupting you and i'm sorry but what what do you think his character i is? think he has kind of a
0: binary character a character that's like is somewhere he's almost like an every man street type dude you see what i'm saying who's going through like the street type situation he'll give you the element he's emotional He's supposed to have like, you know, he's showing you how this, this stuff really affected him. I think the latter
1: is more what he is. Uh,
0: yeah, the every- I mean, yeah, I could say he's a street dude. But he's gonna put that in there. You see, know what I'm see the New Jersey type, the everyman. The first half of his career was street
1: rapper. I got bars. Desert storm Joe Button. That was the first half of his career. I think once that man grew up, I think he moved into the mood music Joe button. He moved into a Joe button that talks about the everyday struggles of being in related emo Joe. He became emo Joe in the second half of his career. Yeah. When he kind of reemerged because there was a time when people were saying, what happened to the pump it up dude. And when the pump it up dude came back, he was more emotional. That Joe is more emotional and less street desert storm joe is more street and less, less emotional. emotional i think that character connects with a lot of people or maybe it just connects with me because that's the type of nigga i am but i think i think that's a character that can work i think that's a character that could be very it successful work. i think it just didn't work for him not because it didn't work but because he is an asshole take that same thing that Joe's trying to do and give it to somebody else
0: it'll work. Well see uh, rappers like Atmosphere. See Atmosphere and yeah. them that's their bread and butter. He is the guy who pretty much was the king he's the king of emo rap because he Atmosphere is always the guy who I say that if Drake looked down and really wanted to take from somebody he should took from Atmosphere you want to be lyrical and uh, and, uh, and have the emo feel to you you got to study Atmosphere Right, because atmosphere is the tech nine of that lane. You see what I'm saying? That's his shit. That's his shit. That's his lane. So he owns it. He's masterful at it. And I feel like Joe does a version of it with more of a, you know, you got like some street element, more of a street element to it. Uh, And he does a version. It is more urban, I would say. Yeah, he does more. Yeah. And and then on top of that, there's something funny thing is with atmosphere, something more soulful about the music that he picks. So basically. Atmosphere? Yeah. Because basically he when I say soulful I mean of course Blue eyed Soul but I mean soulful in the sense that he picks like Ant makes beats that kind of fit wherever he's going with it and it it's the beats kind of whereas Joe Button is still he's not as bad off as Eminem his beat selection is still in pocket but he'll start he'll go out and get like the club track or the supposed up-tempo track he'll go out and even in his way of a move music you see what i'm saying he'll go get his mc track he'll go get this track he'll go and he'll put together his album accordingly and that's what i've always experienced and the cohesiveness of it kind of just leaves me sitting there looking at the track like they didn't really like yes joe killed this this is great like and i know one of his move musics was like super good i forgot which one of
1: man joe button his move music's on point I I I vouch for Joe Button. Yeah, his, his his yeah. Does he do Does he do fuck shit? Yes. Is he an asshole? I just think that's part of his. Yes. Character. That's more than his character. Oh,
0: I know. It's him. It's that's him. Yeah. He's
1: being himself. So yeah, Joe Button rubs everybody the wrong way. That's just who he is. But I can say that the niggas a very talented artist and yes, he makes he good music. Yeah. And his music got even better. In the second half of his career, because and he was that free second to do it. and that second half is that ten years of his career that he's comparing to the last ten years of Eminem's career. Yep. So when he says I've been better than Eminem for the last ten years, he has a point if he's only talking about music and content. Yes, music and content. He has a point. Yes. And um, Eminem. uh, Let me back up I was about to say Eminem will destroy him in the battle That's what I was about to say But I had to pump the brakes Because I want to think about this logically So he says on the podcast Going back to the Joe Button podcast Joe Button says I'm not going to answer back That whack ass line Um, Because Eminem had a line In fall Where he says something to the effect Of Joe Button. You better fasten it Before I snap Or something to that effect Yeah I'm fucking up the bar But that's like The theme he was yeah. going with Button Fasten Snap And Joe Button yeah. You better fasten it Before I snap Because the closest You ever come to hits Is smacking bitches so I'm fucking it up But you get yeah. Where I'm going with it So Joe Button replied To that one line By saying Nigga that shit was whack And I'm not gonna Respond to that Eminem You write a dope diss song And I'll come out Of retirement If you write a dope diss song before I even say what I got to say, who you think will
0: win a wax battle between Eminem and Joe Budden? Basically, it's one of those situations where I don't think it's possible to beat certain people at their status. You really have to come in. You have to eat to them. So the only way Joe... So no matter what, he can't beat the machine that's Eminem. That he, it's going to be hard. Because you got to think about it. He... Gave Drake everything, and us lyrical heads are like, Okay, he ate up Drake on that track. But, like I told people, the funny thing is, you know what I'm singing though? I'm I, I know Drake's words, I don't remember his words. I'm a fan of Joe Button, I don't even pretend that. And it's the reason why is because Drake's song is a pop song, it is a simple, like, we're just gonna have some fun, laugh, and joke, ha ha. And see, that's that was the coordinates of Drake because he would get you with those. Ha, take that Take that And that's yeah, the get same Get you with the puff daddy huh? Exactly he Take that, puff. Take that Exactly, he gets you with that puff And the same thing I feel like with well, M Doesn't have to hit you with the puff He's just M So it's gonna be a, a Cannabis versus LL situation you See what I mean? It's like He's gonna I have think, to beat that
1: M machine I see what you're saying I think it's, he's gonna Cannabis have to beat that and LL I think That was probably more Drake and Meek Or yeah. Joe and Drake yeah. with Drake playing the LL. Yeah, um, I think Eminem and Joe will probably be more closer to Nas and Jay Z, and I cringe when I say that because yeah. it doesn't have the same status, doesn't have the same feel. Yep. But closer in the sense that we respect their pins. Yeah, we really do not that we didn't respect Eminem excuse me not that we didn't respect LL and you yeah, know and, yeah. and Cannabis can- but if you want to make the LL Cannabis comparison and see what the new age of that version would be I would probably say that Joe and Eminem is closer to that closer to Yeah. still far away but it's closer to that than anything else that you could compare it to I would give that battle to well, first of all, this is just speculation, so I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think I think Eminem would win because of the Machine. Yep. I think Eminem would rapidly rap him to death. Eminem would have some hard punchlines. So overall, he would win. Even if he shouldn't win, he would win. You can't beat the Machine. So I agree with you for it. Yeah. But I think, I think Joe Budden would make him bleed. And the reason why I think he would bleed is because he's a talented enough artist to make Eminem bleed. But this can segue us into our next act. MGK got Eminem and the Revival album. MGK and the Revival album got Eminem looking real fucking weak. Yeah. That shit got Eminem looking real human. That fucking godlike armor that that motherfucker Eminem had on is starting to Piece by piece, yeah, and we're starting to see how human, how beatable. I I remember Eminem is yeah, Ramfess and Juice destroyed him. Yeah, but that was a fucking Eminem in KO Ken stage. It wasn't Super Super Saiyan Eminem. Eminem is in Super Saiyan stage. Maybe he's
0: coming out of Super Saiyan stage. I'm gonna tell you, he's in Super Saiyan stage in wax. I will still ask that he can step in the cage.
1: Ain't nobody going to step in the cage, though.
0: Oh, no. Fest and them will step back in the cage. Well, no,
1: no, no. I'm saying, like, if we're yeah. talking about this. Oh, yeah. If yeah. we're talking about Eminem versus Joe, Eminem going oh, no, against no, MGK. No, They're they going to make that. That's going to be wax. It's too yeah. much money that they would rather get wax wax. Yeah. than stepping on a fucking stage. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not even talking about battle rap arena, you in front of me, mics in each other's hands, Eminem, Juice. Yeah. Round Fest. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a wax battle between MGK and Eminem, Eminem and Joe Budden. We can concentrate on MGK and Eminem since that's the next transition, anyway. Um, MGK and, and, and Eminem, right now. Yeah, he's got MGK. Me. MGK got him. Yeah. As it stands right now, right here today, the Mother September, whatever fucking day it is. Yeah, MGK got him. And I'm waiting for Eminem to respond. He could be cooking up a response right now. It could be some him. shit on the fucking internet right now that we're not tuned into well, because we're doing they said the show.
0: When you look at his Instagram page, you know it's about to go down. I'm like, okay. And he got D12 out here doing the talking for him. Like, yeah. Oh, he gonna do that boy bad. You yeah, know, I like, saw Bizarre talking uh-huh. that shit. The, the
1: repercussions are gonna be bad. Here's my thing. Eminem is looking real weak and beatable. And if and if he gets beat. I mean, life will go on because everybody has to lose. Yeah. But Eminem is looking real weak and beatable. But here's my thing as a, as a fan of battle rap and a strategic rapper myself. Mm-hmm. I would assume and only time will tell what happens. Yeah. But if I diss a person on a track, I already got a song waiting. for them. So I'm not going to say Fuck MC so and so and leave it at that. Yeah. Before I even say fuck MC so and so, I already wrote 15 raps about you. Yeah. So when I drop the subliminal or that one line direct flow, when you answer back, bitch, that's what I want you to do because I got 15 in the clip ready to go. Yep. That little one line on that one song was what I did to pull you out of hide. Yep. Boom. You came out. You wrote one song to answer that one bar of mine. I got 15 in the clip ready to go. Yep. And you ain't going to hear all of them. I really wrote too much for you, but i rather have too much than not enough. Yep. So I didn't lured you out. So the fact that Eminem hasn't already put out a diss leads me to believe that he didn't think MGK was going to be man enough to respond in the first place. Yep. Because if you're forward thinking, you already know, okay, if I confront MGK on some lyrical shit, he's man enough and lyrical enough and MC enough to respond. I know he'll respond. Let me have my clip ready. Eminem didn't think somebody would stand up to him, so he, well, I'll say this. I don't think he thought that MGK would stand up to him. Hell, like I said, it could be some shit in the clip that we don't know about. It could be some shit brewing that we don't even see. But as it stands right now, MCK got the lead. Eminem ain't said shit yet. And if I was in that situation, I already would have had my shit ready to go. Yep. I would have, shit. I would have been, win or lose, I would have been too prepared for the shit. Yep. Don't seem like Eminem was prepared for the
0: response. Yeah, I mean, like, you got to get your, I mean, you got to get, if you're going to be a mic bully, you got to be a mic bully. You gotta be a mic bully.
1: Because Eminem has turned in to a lyrical bully. And as much as we... This is the... I'll say this. This is the first time in hip-hop that I can remember that the lyrical bully has been obnoxious. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never... I've loved it. I've always loved... Man, this nigga's the most lyrical motherfucker and he's just running roughshod through the rest of these motherfuckers right roughshire whatever the fucking word is i've never seen a motherfucker be so lyrically dominant that you look at him like why are you so fucking angry that's how i'm looking at eminem like
0: eminem comes off angry and bitter it's he's like i told he's made it to the point where he needs to get with a producer and say do you even look do you still really love this or do you still want to prove you can do it because when i see tech nine for instance you know what I'm saying? I don't like everything he makes, I, but I can tell he loves it. You know what I'm saying? You can tell you look, E-40. E-40 loves just it. dropped another album. He dropped another album uh, called... It's not... Uh, what is it? Uh, bunga Bunga? Yes, yes. Uh, it's not Certified Game. Bunga it's Bunga bonga. Something. Gift of game. Gift of motherfucking gab. Yes. And everything, you got to understand, it's E-40. <laughs> it was I'm really not all sure about these busters. Yep, that's it. That's it. So... E40, That dude I love the way he does things I love he's flambosting on it And basically he stays himself He loves what he's doing Tech 9 Stays himself He loves what he's doing He stays in his lane He's going to make the music that he makes The way he wants to make As long as he wants to make it You know what I'm saying You even go to the father bizarre artists Like Brother Lynch Hung and stuff They make the music they want to make They got their fans and they're cool Eminem has tasted heights that nobody has tasted. And he's almost, it's almost like he's he's like, no, 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 I don't want to leave these heights. Rather than saying, ah yeah, I was up there, but I'm glad to be back here with my people, with my fans, with my with the heads. I love hip hop. He he doesn't have as far as we know. He ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah, he has nothing to lose. He's got he's all at the, the money he's he, gonna have.
1: He's at that point where he has enough cachet yes.
0: to talk shit and be himself. Yes. Jay Z's. Good example
1: it. is Eminem. Yep. I mean Jay Z, excuse yeah. me. Jay Z is at that place where it's like no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter how good or bad my music is, no matter my political views and opinions, I got enough money and I have a tight enough legacy to do what the fuck I wanna do. Exactly. The difference between Eminem and Jay-Z is that Jay-Z, and even Joe Budden brought this up in his podcast, but the difference between Eminem and Jay-Z is that Jay-Z is a better music maker and businessman. Yep. We're starting to see that Eminem is not the best music maker, and the way Slaughterhouse was handled, he may not be the best businessman. And D12. And D12. Which, that might be unfair to say because he probably didn't have any hand in the business whatsoever. I know they tried to use his shine and spread it amongst D12 and Slaughterhouse. But going back to MGK and Eminem, MGK told the fucking truth about Eminem. And he did that shit quick. I don't know if he already had that shit in the chamber. I I don't know how quick he turned that shit over. But that shit was dope it was potent and it's kind of bittersweet yeah because that is the best song i've ever heard him do but it's kind of a shame that he's probably had songs that were just as good but i never paid attention to it
0: until the m beat well the problem is he is a guy who was truly going for that pop reach the whole time and he's another guy because you know he's from cleveland uh and they basically, he's doing like that aesthetic clout thing. He's got tattoos all over his body. I never paid attention he's to him doing, yeah, what I'm saying? M&M that's, I heard him. I recognized he, he wraps, was a dope-ass te- white boy. Yeah, he raps the techno but I never beats, paid attention just to him about. before. Beats the M&M are really M&M techno-ish. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he told the truth on Eminem. Oh, yeah, he did. Like the
1: shit that he was saying about Eminem. Basically... I mean, he was saying his stereotypical stuff. I'm a better MC than you, and if I catch you, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. Yeah, I respect you for your legacy and what you've done. Okay, he was saying everything you're supposed to say as an MC, But he had some personals. Yeah. And when he got personal, he was basically saying, somebody as fortunate as you, why the fuck are you so goddamn mad? Yeah. Why the fuck are you so angry? And it made me think again. It was kind of an eye-opener. Me being such an Eminem fan, it opened my eyes when he said that the same way the Joe Button podcast opened my eyes. And it had me looking at Eminem like, yeah man, you are uh very angry and not happy. Eminem seems Eminem seems childish,
0: bitter, and broken. Broken at times. He's kinda of like the old guy on Grand Torino that tells you to get off the show.
1: I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna say childish Because that sounds like a dig Yeah. It probably still still applies But I'm not gonna say that Because it sounds like a dig Instead I'll just leave it at He seems bitter and broken I think he's lost
0: his zeal To do what it is, what he does And the problem with hip hop Is there's this fear of falling off Or Instead of just If you don't My thing is If you don't feel it anymore If this is not what you wanna do anymore It's best to just walk away And if you ever release anything again And don't announce Don't announce retirement Just go behind the scenes And do other stuff And people say You know when they interview you Like Emma You gonna ever do another album Um, Like I just really Have not been in the space To do music right now You know what I'm saying I've been working behind the scenes I'm trying to develop Some new artists You know maybe they'll get me Into the feel of it Again I have been writing of course You know These are the stationary answers To go and put out there But I just don't Really have the same zeal that I once had, you know. For, it don't seem like Eminem is
1: having fun anymore. That's what
0: I'm saying. As good as Kamikaze is, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like he's
1: having fun. Going back to MGK, I wanted to touch on this. Going back to MGK and Eminem, the 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 battle, the battle aspect. Um, when you're the champion, you have the burden of the belt. Yeah, you have to carry the weight of the belt or the ring or the title, or whatever you want to call it. And with that weight, let's use fighting, for example. Let's, let's say, let's use boxing as an analogy. If you're the champion with the belt, the opponents have the advantage of looking at your performances and watching tape on you. More than you have that on them because they're up and coming. Yep, they're the new cats. Mm-hmm. They only got about six let's say, let's make up a realistic number. They're the up and coming boxer. They only got about 15 to 20 fights that you can watch and break down their tape. Yep, because they're the challenger, they're new. But as the champion, you got about 50 fights that they can look at and analyze. They have more to build a strategy against you then you have to build against them that's one of the burdens of being the champion also when you're the champion everybody is training to beat you you can only train for one person at a time but you got everybody training to beat you I say all that shit to say this MGK has the advantage of growing up with Eminem he has the advantage of knowing Eminem studying Eminem And a whole lot of fucking tape to study to destroy this man. What is Eminem, outside of calling him a rookie, what is Eminem going to say about MGK? Maybe it's some shit that we don't know. Maybe it's some shit between them and the history that we don't know. But on the surface, MGK can say more about Eminem than Eminem can say about him.
0: But like I said, with his... So I'm wondering, what is
1: Eminem going to say other than you're a rookie, I'm better than you, I shouldn't even answer you back because
0: who are you? Basically, he could actually go the route of you take a look at him and just go to the fact that he's a clout chaser, and the fact that like you know you look ridiculous, you're covered in tattoos, you you got you know you just like take it back to the basics of when we battled. Back in the day, we could take one. But is that that going to be enough? Yes, with his machine. With his machine, well, yeah, true. It's the way he puts it together. Cause yeah, it, he when, can. When LP, yeah, you're right. His machine 7L. is gonna do a lot. Exactly. Cause LP, to
1: topple MGK.
0: Yes, cause LP destroyed Seven L in such a, a brutal way. In the Linda trip, this when he sit there was like, and they had him bring the thing into the office. Is it Seven L or Seven XL? Seven. Well, it's Seven L. Seven L and Esoteric. So uh, he like, yeah, I let what's called here. And he's just like, wow. I see, that was a mean-spirited diss. You see what I'm saying? Or you take Common when he w- went out. Uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. And, yeah. Mean-spirited diss. And I think that that can happen because I, I look at both of these guys and I say, to this day, would anybody really want to take a swipe at Big Daddy Kane? Would you really want to do that? Do you think that's a safe thing to do? He's just sitting there watching television, eating some cereal. And you walk by and be like, man, F Big Daddy Kane. You remember when KRS-One... Like MC Shan said something crazy about ass One, and he killed him again. And we were like, "Damn, it, Shan, Devin Shan, don't say that about this man no more." It's like he keep beating your ass, man. <laughs> it's like Kane, like, Kane, he didn't had enough, man. Just, let, come on, let him up, let him up, let, dog. Let him up, up. Kane. Okay. So, so that's that's what those type of things These type of guys, they ready. Nobody will ever say anything about these guys because they sit around and it's just like, what you said, what oh that's unfortunate you know what I'm saying it is like it don't matter how much material you got on them they will take that material and put it in front of you and they'll let you know that it's going to be the end of you but see Eminem has a machine but one thing Eminem's gotta do is not necessarily go into his I'm gonna prove I'm a better rapper than you mode and doing a multi-syllabic going crazy with it this needs to be a in your face response like we said, and dissect a man. You got to dissect him. You got to dissect him now. You got to dissect his lack of sales. You got to dissect everything he's doing for clout. You got to dissect him begging for uh, a record deal over here. You got to play tapes. Like, you got to do all of it. You feel what I'm saying? You got to tear him apart. You got to go ahead and ether him. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, I think Eminem is
1: crafty enough to take those things and exaggerate him so much that he destroys or or puts a dent in MGK. I don't know the end result. I don't know when where or how Eminem is going to drop his disc if he's even going to drop one at all but I feel like it's gone beyond I think Eminem has to come harder than what you just said. I think he has to come harder than your career is not going in the right direction. You're a rookie. I've been doing it longer than you are. Well, I'm then. a better MC than I, you. No, I'm not even You got a lot of tattoos. I think he has to go deeper. He can sprinkle that in there. Oh, that's what I'm saying. He's going, like I said, he got but to dig up everything. MGK you know. GK hit Eminem with truth that we can all look at Eminem and say, damn, M. He didn't
0: tell no lies but on See him. they got they got personal interactions because he has a side It's going to have earth. to be some person. That's I said they see they got personal interactions. Eminem like, gonna when when him and them going to have When he mentioned with some hard that persons. you call Puffy and all this other stuff and yada 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 and basically if he goes ahead and almost direct answers a lot of this stuff kind of the same way that in a way Nas didn't answer everything on Takeover cuz I didn't even think he could answer to Takeover I didn't either, and he did. He did. That's in the back of my head too. So that's why I said because I was like because it looked bleak for Nas. I know because that that takeover was brutal. That was brutal. That that was one of the best laying outs of who you man. That was bad. You know what I'm saying? That one, that one little, uh,
1: that that one little five albums in ten years, nigga. I can divide. Yeah,
0: that shit on on what two of them shits was do? One was, the other was illmatic. That's That's a a one one hot album. album Every ten year average. That
1: bar had every single thing in it you need for a disc. It was personal. It was true. It was technically sound. It was sonically off the chain. And again, it was fucking true. Like that shit hit on all levels. Before and after that bar, I'm like, how the fuck is Nas gonna come back? Yeah. But that bar put the stamp on it. Cause again, just like MGK. Jay-Z hit Nas with some shit that made Nas fans say, he ain't telling no lies on you, Nas. Yeah, that exactly. nigga really
0: yeah. is telling the truth about and your I love fucking the way they, catalog. I love the way they use fame, and he mixed in that sample. Fame. And he put lame. And I, and he said, and that's so, I, he said 10 years after, he said, that's so lame. I was like, oh, my God. You know? and it's only so long, fake thugs can pretend. And that's what MGK, like, wow. that's what
1: MGK did to a lesser degree. Personals fucking work.
0: Yes. Oh, that's, But you that's can, the whole point. That's the whole that's, point of Battle rap. It's the dozens. It's
1: the dozens. But the, the level that personals take it to. Because yep. that's a secret weapon. Yeah. Because if I don't know anything about you, I can make up something. If I don't know anything about you, I can destroy you lyrically. But once you know somebody and you can put personals out, Because not only is it personal Not only do the people around Know what they're hearing hearing Is true And if they don't know what they're hearing is true Now they're thinking damn You just revealed something about that guy That you're battling I didn't know So personals add a whole nother Fucking layer to it Um But the thing about personals that make it So fucking visceral Is it's a low blow the yeah. fact that you're putting someone's business out and putting somebody on blast the fact that you're putting a mirror in somebody's face and if it's hip-hop you're putting a mirror in not only that person's face but you're putting the mirror in the face of the fans as well so now the artist as well as the fans have to look in that mirror and say god damn that shit's true that shit stings a personal stings yep. man He stung Eminem, and he stung Eminem fans, and I'm an Eminem fan. But right now, if it stops right here, Eminem lost his first wax battle. And I'll say this before we move to Mac Miller. Nobody's ever come at Eminem like this. Yeah, straight up. Everlast tried. I take my hat off to him. Evidence? Evidence did try.
0: Yeah, he did try.
1: ICP tried. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Don't take my hat off of that. Jairoo tried. I think Jaru came at him the hardest, and I probably took that to serious. A lot of cats have come to Eminem. Even, I don't
0: even recall Jairoo's. Yeah.
1: M, M. you say your mother's a crackhead and Kim is a known slut, so what Haley going to be when she grows up? Eminem took that shit right there and was like, I'm about to eat your ass up for talking about my goddamn daughter. But Jairoo, he had some shit where he was coming at him and it was, it, I took it serious. And then the whole Buster Rhymes, Eminem, they jumped on that Hail Mary remix and destroyed Josh. But anyway, it's been a lot of cats to come at Eminem, but I never felt like any of them really made him bleed. MGK, as of right now, buried that man if he don't respond.
0: Yep. Um,
1: yes. And another thing about Eminem, I know I'm going on the tangent, but it's all kind of flooding out. Another thing about Eminem, I remember when Eminem first came out, he was attacking a lot of motherfuckers who were defenseless remember that Yeah, Christina Aguilera and I know shock rapper that's his character he was doing the Chino XL he was doing the Chino XL but I'm saying that to say this that plays into his lyrical bully situation Mm -hmm. that plays into a a lyrical insult comedian yeah that plays into Eminem feeling like I can say what I want to say about you you're not gonna answer back MCK is like I'm not Christina Aguilera. I'm not Everlast. I'm not any of these motherfuckers you ran across before. I'm coming to rip your fucking head off. And the fact that MGK is white helps him battle
0: Eminem down. And I was about to say that, because, like, again, this this puts him on footing that you got people, because to destroy this machine... To, to crack his machine. It's gonna machine, take another machine. It's gonna take another machine. And even though it's MG- Terminator,
1: baby, Terminator 2 got yeah, that.
0: Even though MJK has no doesn't have that level of machine, he's wrapped in the in the type of clothing that
1: you know Eminem what I'm it saying. Is.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And if he was really gonna pull the whole Kanye out on, he put on a Make America Great Again hat and that, yes that, that, that would do it. Then, then he would get all the fans that, con- he, that if that, he puts that, on a hat that says
1: make Eminem Great Again, I'd be like, damn, we brought it in this guy. Yes, yes,
0: yes. If he had... if he, if, Goddamn, that would be hard as well.
1: See, Make uh, Eminem great again.
0: Yes. Yes. See, this dude, again, but if he does that, he'll end up... Because, see, he has a chance of coalescing all of those racist fans that left Eminem when Eminem spoke up against some stuff. Mega hat. Make yeah. Eminem great again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's ridiculous, man. That, so... But I, I really... Again, I'm going to have to see it because, like, I'm just... It's hard for me to see Like Pop machines being taken down For real you Which see is what un, I'm It's unfair I mean because I feel like That at the end of the day You know You just got a certain set of audiences That Like Even when he did the diss People are still like Who? You see what I'm saying? So now You know you, who the
1: got, fuck he is now
0: Yeah but see the problem you is You
1: should know who the fuck I've always known who he is But I cannot Lie I did not pay attention to him like oh, I still that. Didn't.
0: When he had the mohawk and all of those stuff, when he came on the scene, I wasn't paying no attention. Until he did the diss. The diss is what got my attention. The diss is
1: what made me appreciate him. And the Eminem diss is what made me say, this motherfucker ain't playing. Yeah. Um. But now we move on to something more somber. Something more fucking sad. Yep. Yeah. It's beyond fucking somber. It's fucking sad. And it ain't really no transition you can make into this, but Mac Miller, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's rough, man. Um, overdose, right? Overdose, overdose. Uh, he's been dr- uh, battling drug abuse for a while, drug addiction for yeah, some time. Fucked up. And I, and you know, in his twenties, right? And it's twenty-six. Damn. And you know, this guy, he's been a prolific producer, not underrated just underrated producer, yeah, too. underrated producer and prolific. And like I said, he's a guy who's an independent. He's an independent that came up the same way Chance the Rapper came up. Yep. He made him made himself, you know, into like he'd been working on this since he was a high school kid, basically. Like, you know, trying to, you know, get his own videos going, getting his music out there, you know, doing his thing, making his machine. He kinda rose at the same time as we were watching uh, Wiz Khalifa and them rise yep. up. Yep. You know, with the whole Taylor gang thing, he had his whole situation going. Everybody had that little click I think he was crews. on the same, um correct me if I'm
1: wrong, double XL freshman as yep. he is and all that. Uh huh. It's sad, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't front, like, I listened to his music religiously, but I always respected his craft. I always respected his care and how genuine he was with his approach with music. Yeah. Um, He never tried to be another white boy that raps. Exactly. He did himself. He just did himself. Yeah, he did himself. I feel like if he was Chinese, black, you would still get that same character. Yeah. You know, he wasn't trying to use his whiteness to get any advantage or foot up. He just wanted to make good music and have fun. More than anything, he wanted to have fun and, and live... And unfortunately died doing this thing that he
0: uh, loves to do And that shit's real sad Then he was 26 Yeah he was 26 And like, and I was telling somebody the other day I read a book called Chasing the Screen Which mm-hmm. talks about how addiction is like Really a lot of times A uh, attempt to self medicate against other issues Like when people are struggling with depression or distru- struggling with other things and a lot of times people get caught in addiction that way. A lot of people, they were talking about, um, I forgot who was dating the girl that um, he was dating, and he ended up, you know, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. And they end up breaking up, and like, um, you know, he was kind of like torn up about that and other things in his life at the time. And that was maybe one of the uh, things that was around it. And he was just struggling with this addiction. He was going down that path. And a lot of times people, They need to seek You know Help Before they have to get to this Because a lot of times People are just trying to self-medicate And that's not a good look It's never a good look Um, It's never Seldom ever I am going to say It never ends the way you want it to end Uh, And when you can get your hands on The stuff that a lot of people Can get their hands on Sadly enough when they're successful And the, the crazy thing is About being successful Sometimes that makes you The most loneliest person around because really, who can you really be around anymore that really is not trying to take advantage of you? At some point, sometimes you can start feeling like that. Because yeah, even in a sea full of you.
1: people, that's when you're you're most loneliest. Sometimes.
0: Yep. 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 So
1: we all have family members that deal with addiction. Yep. We all deal with our own crosses yep. that we bear. Uh huh. But you know, the crazy thing about death, and you know, not trying to get too philosophical because it's about Mac Miller but I just want to say that if you recognize somebody's going through some shit take them under your wing and really take the time to check on them yes because death surprise if it's not an older person death surprises the shit out of a lot of out of a lot of us yes so because you don't see it coming I hate to say this, but it's true. Assume that the burden that somebody is dealing with is enough for them to commit suicide or turn to a drug that causes them to overdose. Like if you see somebody going through some shit, just don't take it as he's going through something. He'll get through it. Yeah. He or she approach that person and check on them, check on them to see how they really doing. Because if that person passes away, you don't want to feel like maybe I could have said something, did something, stopped that person, intervened yeah. in any kind of way. You don't want to have that regret. And, you know, it's really unfortunate, man. A young dude, 26 years old, getting better with his rapping, getting better with his music making. I ain't know he could play the piano until I saw one of his last Instagram posts. And I was watching yeah. him play the piano. He was a real producer. Yeah. He was a real producer. And just looking at how talented that dude was It was a lot more music he could have made But fuck the music It's a lot
0: more living he could have did Exactly And you just really wish that he Really wish that he had So I mean one thing I'll say is like You know Just in commemoration of that Like if anytime Like you know My man Joy Burnham said When you see people going through stuff People that's close to you Step take them in you you Step in uh, You know uh, Call those hotlines Get assistance Don't just Like the hardest thing About being a star This is stuff That we worry about With people like Kanye And people like that Because when we see Your artist breaking down In front of you Like a lot of people Take it as a joke
1: And yeah, you know not, it's, not not a always a, it's not It's
0: not a A, a passing phase It's not moment. A, Exactly It's not them rock star partying A lot of times It's a cry for help you know what I'm saying That's what I'm and saying And that's A lot of times People don't don't be like Oh that's just him This is whatever Cause uh, there was a, a Do- B. Dolan Did a song called Who Killed Russell Jones uh, It's a poem One of his poems And that's the old Dirty Bastard Go look at that That is powerful When he said Who Killed Russell Jones And it's like Man that is so heavy You know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying And it, why and was the reason No Like I, uh, me and my buddy We sit down and listen to that We're like wow And they were just talking about how He was basically talking about How his addiction And who he had became As the old Dirty Cyrus Was a, uh, something that Made him his money That's who he was And people didn't care That he was like A guy that probably needed A little something A little help When it came to this He was suffering Through this stuff You know what I'm saying? And nobody could probably reach in and get him where he was or nobody that he respected enough to stop and listen. See what I'm saying? And that's just one of those type of things. It's like who, you know, would stand in the void for another man and say, you know, what's up? And I mean, that's why, you know, check in on your people. You know, don't just, when a person's making it, don't be like, oh, that guy's got it made. You know what I mean? Because he don't. You see what I'm saying? Check in. they will be like, everything good? You no, know, because you never know. And surprisingly enough, this new project that he did is actually really good. He just dropped a project this year. It's, it was one of my faves. I was gonna actually put it on my faves list.
1: You know the name of that project so we can bump that shit on repeat and let it get all the fucking streaming hits it can get.
0: Oh yeah, we gonna. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, he did a song with CeeLo Green in 2016. We. Yeah, thing that was, was fire too, huh? That was, that was fire too. He had had a pretty extensive catalog He was a prolific guy He had been working You know Like I said Since he was like Pretty much in high school At this You see what I'm saying Yeah So it's like That's That's one thing I give I love to see You know Prolific artists So But like One thing I'm gonna do Is I will put like Swimming Which is the name Of the new album
1: Yeah Yeah man That shit just came out That's what I'm trying to tell you
0: And it, it, it was banging. So he I mean, just came out. the so fuck out. out. Yep. Damn. I mean, it hit number one on Apple, on the Apple Music charts
1: before he passed away.
0: Well, after. After. Okay. Because you know he he had he was one of those artists. He was basically about to be in his Tech 9 line. He was about to be in his I do. I'm a producer behind the scenes, but when I release something, it's fine um, And my you know, core audience takes good care of me. Exactly. So I'm good. You know. So I'm right. You know what I'm saying? He's
1: what I call a working rapper.
0: Yes. yes. They all work, but you yes, know what I mean. I mean, like yeah. He can works. actually, he can really, for real, put together his own tour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's built, he's built enough to, to build an audience, and he did what, like I said, so many other rappers and a damn don't. Do. Good working rapper. Exactly. Because, like I said, he he would be on social media actually, like before social media had gotten to where it is now, and he would actually like was building his brand. Like I said, he rose with those uh, Wiz Khalifa's and people like that, so yeah. that's where he was really rising. So, but yeah, that's tough, man. Like I said, I can't believe it. But, you know, that's one of those type of things that, you know, you know and that, that blows me away because I had a young uh, A gentleman that I actually went to college with. He was my RA, and he actually died recently, like about a, a couple of weeks ago. And it comes in threes
1: Aretha Franklin.
0: Yep. So it's like that's. Mac Miller. Like, mm hmm. Who else, Doug? John McCain. Oh, actually, uh, and. Um, um, from Smokey and the Bandit. See now his name he is. His name. I feel I feel embarrassed. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Death comes in threes and fours, I guess. So. Yep.
1: This has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am your boy Joey Bernal. This is your man Fred Freeze. R I B. Mac Miller, Rest in beats. We out.
0: Not a kid no more. I think it's time to grow. Homie, you better know. You know it's time to grow. This is
1: a fourth coast media production. Fourth coast?